0: This is another message from Glory City Church by Pastor Catherine Renala. For more information, go to GloryCitychurch.com.au Hallelujah. Thanks, Pastor Chris. Woo-hoo. Well, you can smile because God loves you. He's very for you. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your mercy. Lord, I thank you. Yes, God, for that revelation. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Father, thank you for your grace here today. Father, I'm asking that you'd stretch forth your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and miracles in the name of your holy servant, Jesus. For you are faithful, you are wonderful, you are true. God, I'm asking that you'd give us grace, Lord, not to let any that anything that was good thing that was sown in to be wasted, but, Father, that we would diligently guard our hearts and that you would grow it. Bless the seed that's been sown. Lord, bless it indeed. Let it bring forth a great harvest of righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I love you. I do. I look at your faces. Oh, I love them, Jesus. And that's the that's beauty that, that we have, the joy that we have. God in us will give you love for people. That is just supernatural. I want to uh, share a few things with you today. But I was so blessed by some of the testimonies that I heard coming in from people going out on the streets and uh, people being healed. We had a pastor who had a totally deaf ear. First day, his deaf ear popped open and he was hearing, hallelujah, so that's like more exciting than you just reacted there. Woo-hoo! Hallelujah! Let's give God glory. And um, we had a, a gentleman um, come in that uh, we'd gone to pray for him in intensive care back in I think it was in January. Um, his family had rung. They they'd been watching I think on the internet, and um, they were from Bundaberg, and their father had had a terrible accident in a a tractor pulling logs working for a logging company and the tractor had actually uh, pulling all these logs had rolled off the side of a cliff and you know over and over and over again in the in the cab he was terribly injured deep deep gashes in his head um, where they they couldn't even clean it out properly because they were so deep and so awful and multiple injuries and so we got a phone call, I, um, I think Tom got a phone call and um, so Tom and I and Pastor Chris we went up late at night, about 10.30 at night to go and pray for him because it was a very serious situation and um, we remember, I remember going in and we were we were just praying and, and just prayed until we felt peace and there was not a lot of response from him but he turned up at the conference yesterday, or, you know on uh, Friday or, or something and um to say, hey, are you are you Catherine Ranala? And I said, yes. He says, you're the one I have to see. You, you probably don't remember me. You came and saw me in the hospital. They told me you came and prayed. Did you hear what happened? And I said, no, I didn't. Um, he said, my son had asked the nurses the day after he would come if anything had changed, if anything remarkable had happened that night. And the nurse said, actually it did. It was something I've never seen before. She said that during the night, all of a sudden, just spontaneously out of his head, and that's a bit gross, but out of his head, all the, all the wounds started spraying and they sprayed out all the mud and gunk out of the wounds. And he was completely cleaned out that it all just super, it was just amazing all over the pillow. And, um, and he, you know, he was here the other day, healed, you know, and they weren't expecting him to live. And you know, I, I, I don't mean to be graphic with you, but my, I want to encourage you. You know, when you pray for people, you don't always know what happens. It's really nice when they come back and tell you, but you don't always know. But you can always have faith that God hears the prayer of the righteous. Amen. Hallelujah. So that I find that. I find that really encouraging. Hallelujah. Well, who's been encouraged to read their Bible some more? Ooh. Don't you love the word of God? It is quick and powerful. It has the ability to sort you out real quick, which I love. Sort me out, Jesus, in a wonderful way. He, The word of God renews our minds. Hallelujah. And it's so beautiful. We've been sharing. I've been sharing for a while on Hebrews chapter 10. And uh, filled in Hebrews, James, and uh, I I go a bit all over the place as well, but I'm still enjoying Hebrews and James. But if you want to turn with me, I'm actually reading this verse out of the Passion Translation. um, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. Hallelujah. And by his one perfect sacrifice, he made us perfectly holy and complete for all time hallelujah I'll just say it again in case you weren't ready alright so listening and by his one perfect sacrifice that's Jesus he made us perfectly holy and complete for all time (laughs) hooray that's happy news people look at that and they, they get a bit nervous. I remember even being a bit nervous when I heard some people sort of talk about I'm, I'm perfect, I'm, I'm like uh, just be a bit careful, you know soberly judge yourself be, be, be careful because you know truth and revelation can easily be misinterpreted if it's not taken with the full context of scripture and it's, I'd, I'd encourage you, do a word study on perfect Throughout the scriptures. It's pretty exciting. But. What people mostly get afraid of. If people actually believe that. If you actually believe you're perfect. Then does that mean that you'll never acknowledge. That you do something wrong. Well that is not what the word of God is saying. And as you, you can know that. By reading other scriptures. And in fact we'll have a look here. In Ephesians chapter 5. Um, verse 25. Or verse 26. Verse um, Says this, for he died for us, sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure. Cleansing us through the showering of the pure water of the word of God. All that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him, glorious in radiance beautiful and holy, without fault or flaw, a bride fully prepared for him. Is he working on something that is not possible? No. He is working. He, his delight is that the word of God would continually renew your mind until you come into the place where you actually, truly, deeply believe and you've learned, you've learned what it is that you actually have and you're living out of that place. The word of God renews our mind daily as we spend time in the word of God. We're reminded oh, of what we look like. Remember, we shared in the book of James that if you're a hearer of the word and not a doer, you're like a man that's looked in the mirror and walked away and forgotten what you looked like. The word of God reminds us what we look like so that we become doers of the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we do it not out of trying to be good. We do it out of a place of, wow, this is actually my identity. Hallelujah. Because if you try to be good, you, you end up where they were under the law. And, and no man can be righteous under a system of trying to get there. But if instead you're continually allowing the word of God to correct your thinking, to pull down strongholds, because the weapons of our warfare are not, are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of Strongholds, things that you build up in your head Thinking about the way that you are Because as a man thinks in his heart So is he So the word of God reminds us of what we look like Hallelujah Reminds us continually That's right That's right I don't grumble against people Ah, I read that this morning That's good We don't grumble about each other We actually pray for each other Oh, that's right Okay, yes, that's good Oh, I did that Oh, I did do that grumbling thing, yeah, the other day. Sorry, God. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks for showing me. I oh, thank you, Lord. And now I know what to do. I'm going to pray for them. Hallelujah. That's how the word of God reminds us of the fact that, hey, we've been made perfect and holy. That's not behavior that lines up with who we are. So here comes the correction. Oh, oh, hooray. Yay, I get to shine with his light. Matthew chapter 5 verse 43 says this. You've heard the law say, that, the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there in that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. I love that he talks about perfection in the light of being kind. God is so kind. He is so kind. He speaks such words of kindness to me. He is far kinder to me than I'm kinder and I am to myself. He's kinder to you than you are to yourself, I dare say. When he speaks, his words are like, oh, are like a hug. They're an embrace. I feel so safe. When he speaks to me through the word of God and I see Ah, I shouldn't grumble. I don't feel bad. I feel happy. Oh, thanks God for helping me. Hallelujah. But when he speaks words to me, it's always so kind. So kind. And then he says here, this is who I am. This is what your father looks like. I'm kind. He says, if you don't love your brother, love hasn't been perfected in you. You've got to realize, this is what I'm like. Look at me, I'm kind, I'm patient, I'm full of love. Now be kind and be patient and full of love to each other. James chapter one, verse four, says this, let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect there again it's just like all over the place that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing colossians chapter 1 verse 28 says this him we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in christ jesus to this end i also labor striving according to his working which works in me mightily hallelujah It's interesting He's saying here We're preaching and we're teaching So that you can be perfect But I thought it said That we've already been made perfect Well yes We have been made perfect you just got to work out Every day what you look like You've got to remember That's who I am So preaching, teaching, encouraging one another Is reminding you of what you look like if you are not displaying the virtues of God, it says in Second Peter chapter one, it's because you have forgotten that you've been cleansed from your past sins. It doesn't say, "Well, oh, yeah, just make me annoyed. You frustrate me. Try harder. Sort yourself out." He says, "You've forgotten." So our job as ministers is to remind you of what you look like. Your job as brothers and sisters to one another is to spur one another on to love and good deeds because that's who you are. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So, yes, we're not like one day going to get to be perfect. We are in us, in him, I am perfect. But if I am behaving in a way that is arrogant and proud and selfish and I am a believer in Christ, then as I read the word of God, I go, oh, oh, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't have that attitude. Oh, sorry, God. Help me. What should I do? Oh, I should be I should be selfless. I should be generous. I should put others ahead of... Ah, thank you, Lord, for showing me what I look like. Hallelujah. It's not a message that enables sin. It's a message that shows sin up for what it really is. A stronghold, a deception. Hallelujah. God has given us his righteousness so that we could live in holiness. I know that your cogs are turning and you're just like, I don't know about this. But if you'd actually begin to look at it for yourselves, look at it in scripture. The heart of God is that you would begin to live out of the righteousness that he's given you. The just shall live by faith. You've actually got to believe beyond your emotions and your feelings that this is true. What is salvation? Salvation is my sins are forgiven, my iniquities, my crookedness has been taken away, my old life is gone, it's been crucified with Christ, I am raised up with him, and now it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Are you going to call Christ anything less than perfect? So God's looking for us to actually accept this, not so that we will validate our wrongdoing, but so that we will immediately begin to recognize, whoo, that doesn't fit anymore. I'm an alien in this world. I am not of this world. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. And and it's out of that belief, out of knowing who I am, uh, the righteous then can walk. They can live. Your prayers will be fervent and effective. They will, uh, they will Perform much, God will do the things that you ask him to do because you will be able to come boldly before him, unashamed, unafraid, unconcerned that perhaps you're not really qualified to ask. The people say, I want to see the sick healed oh you know I just give it a go and they're laboring under a veil of deceit that says somehow you are not really good enough to fully be able to manifest the power of God or maybe maybe it was just me that labored under that occasionally you know your emotions and your thoughts say well um, I, I really you know I've been a bit tired or I, I, I could have prayed longer or, you know, I, I did have a, a cranky attitude about that. And, and then you get the opportunity to pray for somebody and you think, Oh, maybe they didn't get me the other day when I was, you know, like really on fire. The <laughs> devil loves to play games like that. If you buy into that, then you will never be qualified But if by faith you say, thank you, God, you have qualified me, not by works, lest any man should boast. If I can say, well, this deaf ear got open because I was on fire for God, then I can take some credit for it. But if instead I can say, whether I feel full of faith or not, I have the face of faith of Christ living on the inside of me. I look to him today and I say, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I look in the mirror and say, you are powerful. You are kind. Woohoo. Now God, as you are, so am I in this world. So woohoo, have a miracle. I'm just telling you how it works. And it does work. Amen. It does work. Hallelujah. I get happy just thinking about miracles. <laughs> because it manifests who he is. It's true. We see it over and over and over again. But it's something that you can't, you don't get and then walk away from. Okay, yeah, I got that revelation already. I love that Todd just goes at it and at it. Because if we could get this one thing, seek first the kingdom of God and His. This is a big deal. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. It's like, it's up there. This is something God really wants us to get. And not just get, but to live in. The just shall live. The righteous shall live by faith. In him I live and move and have my being. If I can daily preach to my soul and remind my soul, hey, soul, why are you downcast within me? Hope in God. Soul, what's going on here? Oh, I feel a bit tired. I feel a bit sorry for myself. All right, let me tell you some truth. God has redeemed you. His mercy triumphs over judgment. He looks at you and you are the apple of his eye. You are full of power by the spirit of the Lord. You have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer you who live, but Christ who lives in you. You have the very nature and character of Christ. Hallelujah. Preach yourself happy. You are not subject to your mind, will, and emotions. Your mind, will, and emotions are subject to the spirit of the Lord who now has taken up residence on the throne of your heart, And you've got to control your own soul. you got to get, you've got to rise up. And recognize, hey, there's a war going on here in the realm of my mind. I've got thoughts coming. I've got things going on. And they are thoughts that are exalting themselves against the knowledge of Christ. What are you supposed to do with thoughts that come that are contrary to who Christ is? Take them captive. uh, Cast them down and replace them with things that are pure and lovely and of a good report. So if you have a thought in your brain about yourself... I'm not very on fire. You need to go, hang on. The Word of God says it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Who am I talking about? Oh, I think that's a lie. Take it captive, cast it down, and replace it with truth. I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. Let the weak say I am strong. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Sovereign God is upon me because he has anointed me. Hang on, that's a scripture about Jesus. If it's no longer you but Christ who lives in you, the scriptures about Jesus now are about you. He says you are a co-heir with Christ of all the promises. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon who? Me, because it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Hallelujah. So the Spirit of God lives in me. He's upon me. And he's anointed me to preach the good. Well, how can you say you're anointed and qualified? Praise God, I'm not talking about anybody but him, hallelujah, and he lives in me. You're anointed and qualified, hallelujah. I am now joined with him. My life is gone, it is hidden, and I am now part of the body of Christ. So I'm going to tell you what you look like. I'm going to remind you, soul, so that my soul then no longer is going to lead me, and I'm not going to live out of my emotions, but I'm going to live by faith. Hallelujah. Hmm. Him we preach, Colossians 1, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Now, I was reading um, in the book of James the other day, and I I shared this on on Saturday morning, but I'll just want to share this with you it blessed my heart. I was thinking about the night before the Lord had just spoken to me. And he brought such an amazing comfort to me. It was just like, oh, you're so kind, God. Every time you speak to me, it's just like, oh, oh thank you, Father. He's so kind. And I began to remember, that's right. Thank you. That's what you're like. You're so kind. And that's who I am. Oh, that's going to be nice for people. So kind. Oh, seriously, I just got a fresh revelation of how kind I was. Like, wow, that's lovely, God. Because if you know it as you think in your heart, so you will be. I am kind. I am. I am patient. You might say, "Well, I know of a time when you weren't patient, or when when you weren't kind." Hey, well. That's not the truth anymore. Hallelujah. Because I might have sinned or done something wrong, but that is not my identity. Hallelujah. My identity is that I've been made perfectly holy. And now I am daily reminding myself we are spurring each other on in the truth of our identity onto love. Hallelujah. God who is love, that I might know and walk out of the perfection and holiness that he purchased for me, because his desire is to come back for a bride that is spotless and pure and mature. Hallelujah. That's why we don't forsake the fellowshipping of the saints so that we can spur one another on to remember what we look like. If you think, you know, I don't come to church because, you know, I could get it at home, I could get this. You're thinking carnally. Church isn't just about you. It's about you encouraging all the other people. Hallelujah. It's also about the word of God being preached to you so that it can cut like a knife and cut away strongholds. Hallelujah. Because it's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. Anyway, James chapter 5. This is good. It says here in verse 16, "Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. We know that verse, but it actually comes in connection with somebody coming to you and saying... Hey, look, I've been struggling with this. And, and the Bible says that's a good thing. Talk to people about what's going on in your life. We should have such a culture of kindness that instead of judgment being the reaction, our, our reaction is, oh, let me pray for you. I'm going to pray for you all week long. And you'll be free because God hears my prayers. Hallelujah. Wow, that's a whole lot nicer than ooh. Very person. I shared a story on, on Saturday that I I, I thought I, I I was thinking about it actually, and I think I was actually probably about thirty, and just just started preaching, and I got a, invited along to this group of, of older women ministers that I really looked up to, and um, and I was so excited to be there, you know, like. Whoa. And I just was spurting anything that was sort of coming across my mind. And as you sort of do when you're a bit nervous. And I was excited about a particular revelation that I'd just heard a preacher preach. And I thought it was really good. I was like, oh, have you heard such and such talk about this? Isn't this a great revelation? And I watched them. And they looked at me and they went, well, and they looked at each other. And I knew right then I'd said something wrong. And, you know, a few months later, the Holy Spirit had shown me through scripture that was actually not quite correct. But instead of correcting me gently and saying, well, actually, have you looked at this scripture? Have a look at this. One argument sounds right till you hear the other side. Let me just show you the other side. They actually just sort of looked at each other and went, "Mm, scary one, this one. And, And I didn't get invited back. but I forgive them, hallelujah. But it, I, just, I hadn't thought about that until Saturday when I was thinking about this this verse. And I thought, you know, our reaction to people is very important, that we are careful not to just put them in the heretic box because they got excited about something. I mean, it was just a minor thing. It was some, It was. A, I thought that I had a, a revelation on tithing and it was just like, it was a bit skewed. It was a bit strange, but it sounded right because I'd heard one side of an argument. And, but they didn't offer any other side to it. They just sort of, I just knew that they didn't like that. But over time I discovered, oh, they probably were right to not like that because that was a bit strange. But, if instead we looked at, at young ones that, that got excited about something that was a bit, little bit wrong, instead of going, heretic, and we are not going to talk to them anymore, we gently, we, we did, can I just, you know, that's an interesting thought, but can I show you this other scripture? And if they didn't receive it, instead of getting mad at them, judging them, be kind and go and pray for them. Hallelujah. We would have a whole lot less wounded believers. I believe this awakening, God says, do good, especially to the household of faith. We need to learn how to practically love each other, really love each other, deeply from the heart, bearing with each other. Now. It is important. Walk with the wise and you'll become wise. If you surround yourself with heretics, you're in trouble. <laughs> Walk with the wise and you'll become wise. But, but the way that we deal with people is very important. That we, we learn at, that we are called to be kind. That we might be made perfect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, our great grace that we've been given is that we get to be as he is in this earth to one another. We get to love each other. My prayer is and has always been for this church is that by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you love one another. And that's not just in theory or technically, but that you would deeply from the heart Love practically, that love is patient, it is kind, it is pure, it's 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 long-suffering, hallelujah, it doesn't rejoice with evil, but it rejoices with truth, hallelujah, if you're somebody that so, gets so wound up about lies and untruths, you, you're looking at the wrong thing. God's asking us to keep our eyes fixed on things that are pure and lovely and of a good report. And if a believer comes along, says, alongside and says, hey, what do you think about this? And the Holy Spirit reminds you of another scripture that doesn't quite fit up with it. Be kind. Show them. Don't ignore it or put up with it. And, and leave them in their deception because you're afraid that they might reject you. But be so kind that they want to hear you because they know that you love them. You can't have influence with anybody you don't love. If you are known by your love, people will feel safe to confess their sins. People will feel safe to come for help. I want to have a culture where we actually are all believing, looking at each other, believing that you've been made perfect. You have the same like precious faith that I do. You are just as important to God as I am. Hallelujah. You have Christ living on the inside of you. You are part of my team. Let me help you. Holy Spirit, help. This is a, a word for the house. But I believe if we can get it right in the house, he will bless us and bless us and bless us and bless us and, bless us and increase us and enlarge us. Hallelujah. I, I'm not interested in having an audience. I want to see a fellowship that loves really well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wanna see a fellowship that when people come in and give their lives to Christ, they are knitted into a family. Hallelujah. You know that beautiful picture that Drasidian had of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we live in the middle. Oh, just loved. We're invited into that beautiful unity, that love, that joy. In him I live and move and have my being. I am loved. I am loved. I am accepted in the beloved. Hallelujah. And because he accepts me and he loves me and I'm accepted by him, you are accepted by me. I love you. That's how we get to be. That's what taking revelation from your head to your heart looks like, where you actually think about how can this revelation become application for me? We want revelation, interpretation, and application outworked in our own daily lives. Hallelujah. Hmm. Father, we love you. Lord, we bless you. Father, we ask for your help today.